This is Instant Game Reaction, an immediate look back at the Colts' latest game. And trying to make an adjustment on the ball is Michael Pittman. He catches it, and he rumbles across the goal line. Touchdown, a 42-yard strike. Aaron out downfield, down the far sideline, looking for Zay Jones, and it's intercepted by the Colts. He's in! Touchdown, I-N-D-Y! Now, here's your host, J.J. Stankovitz from Colts.com. What's up, everyone? Welcome into another episode of Colts Instant Reaction here on the Colts Audio Network. I'm JJ Stankovitz, joined once again by Ring of Honor member Bill Brooks. We are breaking down a real football game, Bill. The Colts were 23-19 losers to the Buffalo Bills. That is the only mention of the final score you are going to hear on this podcast. The real story of this game, Bill, let's just get right into it. It's Anthony Richardson going out there. Uh, he goes 7-12. He rushes twice for seven yards, throws an interception, but comes back and responds really well to it. To me, that's kind of the the Cliff Notes version of Anthony Richardson's game. Just kind of generally speaking, Bill, what did you see out of the number four overall pick on Saturday? Well, there are things that, of course, as a rookie quarterback going out playing in your first NFL game, of course, you're going to make mistakes. Not just a quarterback, but any rookie going out there playing in the National Football League. And yes, he did make some mistakes out there. And I'm sure there's things that he's going to look at and he'll get better from uh, watching the film and learning from those mistakes. But the thing that stood out to me was, yes, he threw the interception, but he came back and he um, orchestrated a drive for the team, started at their own seven-yard line and and drove the ball down to the 10-yard line. This is after throwing an interception. To me, that shows... uh, the poise um, of the young man, not getting too rattled out there, going back out there, having confidence in not just himself, but also his teammates and driving the ball down the field, putting them in position to kick a field goal, get some points. Uh, Unfortunately, he didn't make the field goal, but he did his job to get the team down the field. To me, that shows a lot about a young man that's playing in his first NFL game to kind of put that, mistake by the offense uh, behind him and just move forward. So the guy should be um, highly encouraged by that. I think I'm encouraged by it. So I think he's done, he did a lot of nice things and now he just needs to build off of this game and get ready for the upcoming week uh, with the joint practices with the Chicago bears and be ready and grow from that and learn. This is a learning process for the young man. And I think he will continue to learn. And as long as he, long as he continues to learn, he will get better, and he just needs more and more experience. And then I think you'll see some great things from this young man. All right, so let's talk about that interception. Excuse me. Um, it, it came on the Colts' first drive. It's the mm-hmm. second and six on the 24-yard line. And on the play, so just to, to kind of tee it up, after the or during the game, when our, our colleague Lara Overton had a chance to catch up with Anthony, she caught up with Isaiah McKenzie, who looked to be the intended target on the play, as well as Shane Steichen. And each one of them told Lara that that was my fault, right? Yes. Anthony mm-hmm. Richardson said he he shouldn't have been reckless with the football. Shane Steichen said, should have coached the play better. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie said that miscommunication was on me. So let's kind of walk through what happened on the play to get an idea of you know, kind of how it happened and and why it matters. So on the play, the Bills bring Saran Neal, their slot corner, off the edge. He kind of creeps up to the line, and right at the snap, he goes in uh, toward Richardson. 
So that leaves Blake Freeland, the right tackle, who's in there for Braden Smith, who is not playing with a knee injury. That kind of leaves him with, he's got to block one of two guys on this play. He goes for Neal. That leaves Greg Rousseau, number 50, unblocked, going right at Anthony Richardson. So Richardson takes the snap, and he kind of, he, he looks like he's about to rip a throw. Like, I think this, I think, Bill, this was an RPO or yes. something along those lines where, mm-hmm. you know, because you saw some of the offensive linemen getting upfield, like Will Fries climbed to the second level immediately, like you usually see on an RPO. Um, Anthony said after the game that he changed the play out of a run. So whatever it was, looked like there was some miscommunication there. Anthony gets the ball, looks like he tries to rip it, and then he kind of pulls it back in. Yes. Um, and at that point, then after he he kind of pulls it back in and then goes back to throw, he's got Rousseau right in his face. He lets it go toward Isaiah McKenzie, who doesn't really have any room over uh, on the, the field side. He sails it over McKenzie's head. It goes right into Jane, Dane Jackson's hands for an interception. On that play, Bill, what you know, I, I think, first of all, I think you probably like everyone taking some responsibility for it. Yes. Right. Like that's, that's just good. Like Anthony took responsibility. McKenzie took re- responsibility. Shane got right out there and said, ah, should have, should have coached that play better. What did you see on it that, you know, maybe led to that? And, and is this just something as we're going through it with Anthony is through his development, are these things that like, I, I don't mean to dismiss it, but are these things that are just kind of going to happen as he's learning how to be an NFL quarterback? Well, I, I think as you go, if you go further and go down into the season, I think you're going to see some things. Teams are going to do some different things to the Colts because if you have a young quarterback back there, they haven't seen things and they're going to try to confuse them and do a couple of different things. This was just basically someone coming off the, off the slot receiver as far as Isaiah McKenzie out there. Now, there's a number of things that could have happened. Isaiah McKenzie could have been a hot receiver and, and coming off where they didn't have anyone pick him up or someone he could have been picked up um, I think the back could have picked him up also if um, if um, Freeland had went and stayed on Rousseau, the back could have probably picked up the guy coming off the slot and maybe had um, give some time to Anthony to throw the ball. Or maybe Isaiah McKenzie had a read off of the guy coming off him and maybe he should have ran a slant. So not exactly sure exactly. There's a couple of different ways they could have uh, gone about that and then try to um, – uh, hopefully prevent a, an interception from happening. But there was some miscommunication one way or the other. I'm not sure where it was from, but I think it's something that the team, I hate saying being encouraged by an interception, but should be encouraged in saying, hey, look, Anthony Richards took responsibility for it. Isaiah McKenzie wanted to take the responsibility for it. Those guys knew exactly what happened. Um, they'll get that corrected, hopefully, uh, in this coming week. And then it's something that if it comes up again, Hopefully it won't happen. The guys can uh, correct it and be, be put in the right position to make a play. So I think the next time that happens, I think they're going to make the, the defense uh, pay for it. So Anthony Richardson, after that interception, he goes five of nine for 58 yards, um, threw a ball on the the final drive that he had that looked like if Alec Pierce comes down with that ball, that's probably a 34-yard touchdown. Um, and that's a ball I think Alec probably wishes he came down with the poise that he showed after that. <laughs> and, and Bill, this is nothing new, right? Like we've no. seen Anthony 
throw a pick in practice. We've seen him have a, a down day up at Grand Park. And then the next he comes right back and he's, he's good. He's really good. That level head that Anthony has, it now showed up in a game. And that's, that's just a good thing to know. All right. That's now translating from the field at Grand Park to an actual game that things aren't snowballing with him. Correct. Sometimes, I mean, and, and Bill, I, you know, it. you've seen rookie quarterbacks. Sometimes they throw one pick and it turns into four. Sometimes they just, the, it, it kind of eats at them long enough that you, you have a driver, you go over three, you go three and out and all of a sudden you're 10 to 21 in the game. And we didn't see that with Anthony Richardson. So while yes, you don't want those mistakes. You don't want those interceptions. They are going to happen in the development of a rookie quarterback. And he responded well to it and, and led the offense on a drive that probably should have ended in a touchdown, definitely should have ended in points, but then Matt Gay misses a short field goal. All things considered, I think the way that Anthony Richardson left this game was very encouraging. Very encouraging. And I think, you know what, I think that's just his makeup. He doesn't get rattled that easily. He, I mean, I, we haven't seen him get rattled. He didn't get rattled in this game. Um, I think that's just how he's, how he's made up and someone that just, hey, I'm going to do the best I can out there. Um, I know I'm talented, but I know I need a lot of work. I need to learn a lot of things, and I'm really willing to work at it. And I think that's his humble personality um, that's coming through. You see it. And I think what that does is gives the whole offense confidence, knowing that this guy really wants to learn, he really wants to work, and he's not going to let things phase him. And for a young guy to go out there um, and throw an interception and then followed up by being poised and to drive the team down the field and make some big throws. That says a lot about the young man because I've seen a lot of times where young quarterbacks have thrown interceptions and they just go into a shell. They don't want to throw the ball again. They really, they really don't. You can see it in their, their body language. You can see it in their face and they just get a little apprehensive. You didn't see that with Anthony. You see, you saw a young man that says, Hey, look, it happened. Let's move on. And I'm going to do the things that needs to be done for this offense to move. And you saw that he moved the ball down the field, made some nice throws, a real nice throw to Pierce there. Um, I'm sure Alec will want to have that ball back. But you know what? It's a learning process. And as I said earlier, as long as these guys learn from it and build on it, I think um, things look positive going forward for this team. That that throw to Pierce, by the way, just to, to kind of – double down it a little bit more. So it's off a play action concept mm-hmm. where, you know, Alec runs a good route. He gets open, but so Anthony, it's a shotgun play action, maybe a three-step drop off the play action. Blake Freeland, it's not like pressure that he gives up off the edge, but um, it's uh, it's Leonard Floyd gets kind of gets deep on him. So Anthony has to step up in the pocket and Anthony's this little shuffle up in the pocket and he lets it rip a perfectly placed ball. Some quarterbacks bill in that situation, if they have to step up in the pocket and then throw that deep ball, their footwork gets off. The pass is inaccurate. Maybe it's a little bit short. Maybe it's long. And Anthony throws it right on the money. And the, the poise that he has in the pocket on those kind of plays Seeing that in game action was really neat to see because that's something that showed up at Florida, right? 
If you mm-hmm. go through his tape at Florida, those subtle little pocket movements that he has were a, a really kind of underrated aspect of his game. It's something that the Colts really zeroed in on that this guy's not going to, he's not going to get rattled in the pocket. He's not going to take sacks that he shouldn't take. And when he does need to make those movements, he can still make a good throw. So that's a really good base for him to kind of build on if, okay, you got Leonard Floyd, who's a pretty good pass rusher coming off the edge there. He's decent. Yeah, he still just steps right into that throw, puts it right on the money. You really, really like to see that stuff from Anthony Richardson, even though it doesn't go down in the box score as a completion or a touchdown. um, Those are things he can definitely build on. Definitely. And like you said, those don't go in the box score, but those are things that coaches keep in the back of their mind, knowing that, okay, this guy, he can make some moves in the pocket. He can stay poised in the pocket, not worried about getting hit. And he has the wherewithal to put the ball on the money. And of course he has an arm strong enough to get it there. And for me, the thing that I like, it was a tight spiral. <laughs> I mean, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just, yeah. I'm just impressed by his, his, his accuracy as far as, I mean, not, I shouldn't say accuracy. I'm impressed by how tight the ball is as far as a spiral. And for a wide receiver, you, you want that tight spiral. It makes the ball easier to catch. You know the ball's coming in, and he has velocity, and it, and it's a, a strong arm, just flicks the ball out there. So um, I like what that play showed me about him because he was poised, didn't get rattled, stepped up in the pocket, found the, the, uh, the receiver, put the ball out there, put it on the money, and he gave him a chance. And that's all Anthony could do on that play. Give guys a chance. And I think most of the guys, they feel good about that when they can see that Anthony can, you know, move in the pocket and get some buy some time and and not get rattled and put the ball in the money. That's gonna only gonna make things a lot easier for the receivers and for the rest of the offense. All right. One other throw that Anthony Richardson had that I want to highlight before we talk about some other guys. The play action uh 20 yarder he had to Kylan Granson. Granson, yes. You, you watch this play, and the play action draws in linebacker number 53, Tyrell Dodson. So it draws him in a little bit. He's then he kind of starts backpedaling, but Anthony just lets the throw rip. And like, you know, you know, Bill, when you're watching baseball and like mm-hmm. there's a closer who's throwing 104, <laughs> and the guy swings at it, and it's like the ball's in the catcher's mitt by the time he begins a swing. That yes. was Dodson going up to try to break up this pass. <laughs> like the ball's in Kylan Granson's hands when he goes to try to jump to break it up just because there's so much velocity on it. But he threw it with accuracy. There was a clean pocket. And those like those play action chunk plays over the middle. Um, that right there with Anthony Richardson, because you have to respect not only the run yes. of, of the running back, but you have to respect that Anthony could take off and run it himself if it's a read option. Exactly. So if you're a linebacker, yeah. No, you're right. You're 100% right, JJ. I didn't mean to cut you off, but like I said, the defense is going to have to worry about, okay, we know this guy can run the quarterback. And then also, you know, you have the running back back there. Okay, they can run the ball at the running back and off the line does a good job of blocking. Running backs can get some big yards, but this guy back here that can throw the ball, he also can run the ball. And then so you have to be, you have to respect that from a defensive standpoint. Then if you step up, Oh, okay. Step up. Oh, oh no. He's throwing the ball. It's, it's over my head. I can't. Oh, the ball's gone. He throws the ball with such velocity and such 
spin on it that it's going to be hard for the guys to get their hands up and knock it down. And the ball's right on uh, Kylan Granson for a nice, nice uh, catch over the middle. And those are the things that you can look at and say, okay, this is the things we can build off of for this young man going forward. And, you know, I think as he continues to grow and continues to progress, you're going to see a lot more of those things uh, going on with the Indianapolis Colts offense. One other thing to highlight here is we can, this is going to be a good transition because we're still talking about Anthony a little bit, but I thought the run game had some mm-hmm. pretty decent creases for guys, especially Deion Jackson. Mm-hmm. But Rick Venturi talked about it on the TV broadcast that just the threat of it being a zone read play and Anthony taking off and running is enough to make it really difficult for a defense to set the edge on some of these plays. Like if you look at some of these runs that, that Deion Jackson was able to get into, um, you know, you're seeing on the backside guys kind of freezing yes. and you're seeing, you know, really good push that I thought Ryan Kelly had a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a run that the Colts had. It was uh, they're backed up at their 12 yard line where Kelly Kelly kind of pulls into the B gap and he just lays lays the wood on uh, number 42 on the Bills, who's Dorian Williams, a linebacker, opens up a hole for Deion Jackson, gets a pretty good game. That that aspect to this, where you have an offensive line that I think was already playing better during training camp. Tony mm-hmm. Sperano Jr. I think has injected something into that group that they really needed. And then you just add in the dynamic of, hey, I mean, the quarterback can take off and run and you really have to account for it. That's going to make it hard for especially linebackers to aggressively play downhill against this Colts run game this year. Oh, by far, you know, like when you have another threat out there that can run the ball and all you need for most of the guys is all I need is a split second. All I need, all I need is a hesitation from the defense to, to not know exactly, okay, is the quarterback going to keep it? Is he going to give it to the running back? Is he going to come outside? All you need him to do is have a hesitation, and that gives the advantage to the offense. So I think with his potential to run the ball, his skill to run the ball, um, his skill to make big plays running the ball, it's only going to uh, pay dividends for the Colts as long as they can execute the plays that's being called and they do that. And Deion Jackson, you know, he ran the ball very well today. You know, six attempts for 35 yards and, you know, that's 5.8 yards per carry. But you know what? Did a nice job running the ball and um, really did a good job. So that's going to that's gonna bode well for the Colts if to continue to have a good running game and also have Anthony Richardson back there as another threat to run the ball. And by the way, when Anthony Richardson did run it, the first run he had, it's a, a, a read option. And mm-hmm. he, like Greg Rousseau gets his hands on him beyond like five yards behind the line of scrimmage. And Anthony just sheds it like it's nothing. Yeah. And he takes yeah. off and picks up a couple yards. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, that, I don't think, I don't think guys realize how big and strong he is. Yeah. He's a I mean, strong An- man. An- Anthony told us he's playing at about 248 to 252. Uh, <laughs> and he moves like he's playing at about 210. So good luck to, uh, yes. <laughs> Good luck to defensive ends <laughs> defending the read option on that. All right, let's talk a little bit about some other guys on this team, Bill, because some other guys did have some good games. Gardner Minshew, I think, was exactly what you expected him to be. You you know what he can do. I mean, we've seen Gardner Minshew complete like 90% of his passes against the Colts. He goes out, he goes six for six in this game. Uh, all six of those completions came on 
a drive at the end of the first half that did end with a Jake Funk touchdown, but six to six for 72 yards, got the ball out quick, uh, had a really impressive completion of Mike Strawn, who beat pass yes. interference to come down with that physical catch by Strawn. You saw some mm-hmm. good plays by Josh Downs on that drive. Um, you know, when that second team offense got in there, Bill, what did you sort of see from Gardner and the guys who are around him? Well, I think, you know, the first couple of plays then uh, the passes didn't go too well as far as Gardner got sacked. But after that, you know, you saw Gardner be Gardner, you know, Gardner being consistent, going, going out there, just taking what the defense was giving him and then move the ball down the field, stay, stay composed, stay calm there. And, and it's getting the ball to different people, you know, like I said, the pass are strong and you had the run by funk and, you know, some other passes to pass to funk out of the backfield, you know, um, so I, I, he did a nice job, did a good job. And I just like his consistency and his calmness. He just didn't panic. Hey, we're going to move the ball and to use different people, uh, in the offense and, you know, just not say, okay, I'm going to get the ball to this one person or whatever, you know, whatever the defense gave him, that's what he's going to take. And that you saw down there is move the ball down the field and then, you know, go and you get a touchdown by funk and you got the extra point. So, that's what I like. And that's what you're going to get from, I think, Gardner. You know what you're going to get. I think you'll get some consistency from him, uh, someone that knows the offense, knows where to go with the ball, um, depending on what the defense does, and just take what the defense gives you. And then if you, if you can do that and you can move the ball and eat up some clock and get down there in the red zone, score some touchdowns, that's, that's what you want from uh, any quarterback in any offense. The completion that Minshew had to downs that, that really kind of – set the Colts up to get in the end zone is with about a minute to go in the second quarter and downs does a really good job, just kind of attacking the safety and then feeling of where to get open. And that's something, I mean, with, with downs, he, that's like, if you talk to Reggie Wayne and you talk to really anyone, I mean, even Gardner Minshew said it, this guy just knows how to get open. And the way that he kind of presses the safety to the outside and then gets back inside Minshew throws the ball on time. It's a really nice play that gets the Colts into the red zone uh, for a game yep. of about 18. Um, Downs is going to be a player on this team. You know, Isaiah uh-huh. McKenzie got a lot of the snaps out of the slot today, but like that, Downs is good. He's going to be good. Um, and I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, okay, he's going to be a thousand yard guy, get him on your fantasy team, all that stuff. But you can just see like the feel that Josh Downs has for playing football being a really good asset for what the Colts are going to try to accomplish on offense this year. Yes. And I'm not taking any away from downs. Downs is good. He does a nice job out there. I think one thing that helps or a couple of things that help downs out there is his dad being a football coach and, you know, having a relative that played in the national football league, this game is not too big for him. He he understands it. He has a great feel for, it. he has a great feel for, running out there and when it's a zone to sit down in the areas of his man to keep on running or get the proper leverage when his man um, uses feet and his good balance for quickness, getting open, creating separation and like knowing where the spots are, the soft spots, understanding um, where he needs to be. And when you can get open and, you know, your quarterback says, Hey, all this guy does is get open. That gives confidence to the quarterback. Hey, we can get the ball to this, this guy and he's going to make something happen. And that's what Downs did um, in this game. So I was highly impressed. I've been highly impressed with Downs uh, during training camp. And I was highly impressed by the way he played and things he did out there today. And also with the, you know, kickoff returns, you know, he did 
did a nice uh-huh. job, got thrown in there, the kickoff return. So the young man played a lot today, and um, I think he did a nice job out there. So I'm continuing to expect some big things from him because I think he has the talent to be special in this league. One other guy to highlight on offense before we start talking about defense, I thought Bernard Ryman had a really good game at left mm-hmm. tackle. There are just some plays where I was watching him going against Leonard Floyd, and he just turned Leonard Floyd into a complete non-factor on these <laughs> plays. And that's, you know, Leonard Floyd's a good player. He's been in the league now for eight years, former first-round pick. And uh, you can just see the just that growth that Bernard has had, both, I mean, like literal growth. Like he's put on like 15 pounds of really good yes. muscle. But just knowing, you know, having a good base, using his hands really well, that that was encouraging to see. And And look, you're not facing – exotic blitzes in this game or anything like that but just you know when he went one-on-one against Leonard Floyd he looked pretty good I like to see that and you know he faced some other guys out there uh like AJ Abanessa who's a former second round pick um but yeah I just I that was encouraging to see because I think we've seen it from Bernard in training camp you've kind of been like yeah you know I haven't you know he, he's been pretty good I haven't really noticed him getting beat a whole lot and just seeing him out there playing a solid game today what was definitely encouraging well for an offensive lineman you you, you don't want to see anything unusual meaning him turning his back right. and looking back at the quarterback or him saying watch out to the quarterback or whatever it may be you like to see the you don't like to hear the number called you don't like to see any, anything uh out of the ordinary for offensive lineman and that's what uh ryman's been doing like you said this whole camp i think what i like is he's played he played last year and as the season went on, he got better last year. And I think he's picking up from where he left off last year. He's getting better. He's learning. Uh, as you said, he, he's he's changed his little physical makeup, put on a little bit of weight, got stronger, got bigger. And that has helped him as well. And I think he's getting more confidence out there. And that goes a long way when you're a young guy playing and then now you're in your second year. It goes a long way saying, hey, you know what? I can play in this league. I can do the things that I know that I'm capable of doing out here on the football field during the games. And I think he's just continuing to grow. And I think he will continue to grow, get better. And as long as he continues to prove, I think you're going to see a lot of these good things um, that he's done like he did today. And he'll probably do uh, continuing uh, the rest of the season, especially if he stays healthy. All right. Flipping over to the defensive side of the ball, Bill, to me, the big story out there is that Shaquille Leonard just played. Um, He -hmm. didn't, he wasn't very involved. The most of the plays kind of went the opposite direction of him. So he didn't get in there, you know, to have to make a tackle or anything. Um, but just, just the fact that he was able to play is so encouraging knowing what he's been through both physically and mentally that now he's cleared another hurdle. He has now played in a football game for the first time since last November against the Patriots. And, he continues to make encouraging progress when we went into training camp, not knowing really what his level of activity was going to be. And I think he's blown all of us away who have watched him with the, the, the level of involvement he's had. And for, for, for him to just even be out there again in this game, when yes. you, you consider like the the procedures and the uncertainty and, you know, him saying like he, he could, he didn't feel his leg because of the nerve issues. It's a testament to the work that he has put in. It's a testament to the Colts training staff. It's a testament to Shaq Leonard's toughness, 
but commitment to doing this the right way that he's even out there in this game for five snaps. Yeah. I, I think the, the word you use there is commitment to me, uh, JJ, because he's committed to going out there, doing it the right way, putting the work to get better and also putting in the work so he can go out there and help his teammates out. I think, you know, he was a young man that was um, frustrated because he could not go out there and play um, with his teammates. It was a guy that was frustrated because he knew that if he was healthy, he could help this team uh, out there in the football field. And he had to struggle with that for a while. Now he's having an opportunity to come back and, and play. Um, so I'm sure that's a, it's a relief for him. He's happy. And to be honest with you, I didn't think he was going to play in the first preseason game this year. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. I, I thought, you know, the way they were bringing him along during training camp, as far as getting him involved in, in seven on seven and some of this team stuff, eventually as, as it went on, went on and uh, the past couple of days, I didn't thought, I didn't think that he would be out there playing today, but he went out and played and it was good to see him out there. Even though, like I say, he did, he wasn't around a lot of tackles that were running the ball away from him or throwing the ball away from him. So he, uh, he didn't get a lot of uh, involvement in, in each play, but he was out there moving um, and getting involved uh, as far as with the defense, as far as making sure he's in the right spot. So that is a positive sign. And just having his energy out there, that does a lot for the defense, does a lot for the team. So definitely a positive having Shaq out there and seeing him moving and um, doing things. And we'll see what happens going forward. And, you know, I'm hoping everything's all right after, you know, participating in the game and doing a little bit out there on the football field, but we'll see what happens. And then I think it's very positive that he was out there playing. And I think it's very positive that in the future, you're going to see Shaq and hopefully he can be the Shaq that we all know he can be. A couple other guys who stood out to me on defense, Bill, Daryl Baker Jr. Had a really nice pass breakup. Actually, yes. I think it's more accurate to say that Trent Sherfield has a, had a pass breakup on that play because <laughs> Daryl Baker Jr. was going to pick that ball off. Exactly. If Sherfield didn't get, but he, he, he was physical through Sherfield's route, did it all legally forced an incompletion on third down. Um, I thought that was a really nice play from Daryl Baker only played five snaps in the game as one of the starting cornerbacks. Um, some of the guys who came off the bench later who impressed me, Henry black seemed to be all over the place. The safety yes. number 36, mm -hmm. um, Colts if I'm not, mis if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he break up the, uh, the one play the tight end caught the ball in the middle and, and caused the fumble? Yep. 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 That's, that's what yes. I thought. Yeah. You're right. Yes. He caused that fumble. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Colts need safety depth and yes. seems kind of wide open. Uh, good to see him doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, Grant Stewart was everywhere. I mean, oh my goodness. it's, it's, a. am like, Bill, it's impossible to miss him because of his hair. No, right? All that like, hair. <laughs> when, when he makes a hit, it's like, bam, because all that hair is going everywhere. But he, exactly. he was everywhere. Um, and then great to see Darius Rush get that pick six. Yes. Because you saw, Bill, the 4-3-6 speed that he had at the NFL Combine. Like, he got the ball in his hands, and it's like, yep, that's his play speed. Some guys run a 4-3-6, <laughs> and they get the ball in their hands, and it kind of looks like they're running in mud. But yes. Darius Rush got that ball, and it's like, nope, yep, he's a 4-3-6 play speed guy, too did a nice job of reading the play as far as look like it's going to be a quick screen out there to the wide out. And he just made a nice play, got around the blocker and then just picked it off. And no one's going to catch him after that because first of all, they were standing still, but even if they were had uh, motion moving towards him, I don't think they were going to catch him. So it was nice to see him uh, get that uh, pick and take it in for six points. So 
he he played nice. And like you said, Stewart did a nice job. So I was very, very happy of some guys, you know, that, that made some plays that got in there and Baker, you know, Baker all camp. He's just been, he's just been there. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he hasn't done anything that you would say, Oh, he's been beat this bad or he, he didn't do the right thing here. Or he was out of position here. Nope. He's been very consistent. Uh, the whole camp people have been going against him. He's been breaking up passes. So he's been doing a nice job. Very happy for the young man. And hopefully he can continue to build on that. Uh, in the camp and these next two practice, next couple practice against um, the Chicago Bears, and we'll, we'll see what happens there. But I agree with you uh, with the guys that have that played well, and uh, it's nice to see Rush to get that touchdown. Well, speaking of those practices against the Chicago Bears, Bill, I, I keep thinking about this between today as we're potting on August 12th and August 24th when the Colts will get on a plane back from Philadelphia. Three games, three joint practices. Like, this is it here. This is this is the time where guys are going to make the team. They're going to earn jobs, not just making the team, but as starters on this team. And, I mean, th- this, is, this is the time to separate right now. And now we kind of have the first marker in it, right, of this Bills game. We talked about guys who stood out. Uh, you know, we talked about Anthony Richardson, by the time we pot again next weekend, Bill will have two joint practices and another game in in the books. So now you're starting to see, okay, we saw some things for some guys in this game against Buffalo. Can you do it again? Can you do it in the joint practices? If you do go out there and play on Saturday at Lucas Oil Stadium against the Bears, can you go do it in that game? This is, I, I'm excited, Bill. This is like, this is as exciting a stretch of the preseason as I can remember because so much can happen in these next 12 days. I agree with you 100%, JJ. And to me, what makes it so exciting for me, yes, there's there's preseason games, and we know there are preseason games against Chicago and Philadelphia coming up. But to me, it's these joint practices. Those are going to be very important for a lot of these young guys getting out there playing, going get someone else. Because I think here's where coaches can, can set the practices in such a way that they can really see how these guys perform in certain situations. If it's in the red zone, if it's first and 10 or third and short or whatever it is they want to look at, this is what they can do to set the practice. So, Hey, we want to get a look at our defense and and against this, or we want to get a look at our offense against a certain defense or uh, you know, a certain look. So they can set it up. And then that way they can say, okay, this guy is for real. He's backing it up. He did it in the game against Buffalo. He's done it in his practice against uh, Chicago and Philadelphia. This guy is ready to play in the National Football League, and we we want this guy on our team, and we want this guy on the roster. So these guys are right now, like you said, the guys are going to – what they need to do right now, especially the young guys, they'll realize that NFL means what have you – basically, what have you done for me lately? And, you know, this is great that they had a good game against the Buffalo Bills, but, okay, now we're going up against the Chicago Bears during the week of practice. Can you back it up uh, these next two practices? Can you back it up in the preseason game against Chicago? So these guys will get a test, and it's going to be good for them. Um, and then it will help them be able to prepare for the regular season and be ready to p- play and, and contribute to the team one way or the other, offense, defense, or special team. So as, as you say, J.J., very exciting um, these next couple of weeks, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's really exciting, especially to be in camp and watch these guys and to feel the energy of these guys. So it's, it's going to be very exciting to have uh, another team in here and these guys practicing against them. So it's going to be, a, it's going to be a fun week. 
Who says preseason games are boring, Bill? We just spent like 40 <laughs> minutes breaking this thing down. And man, did I have fun doing it. It's so oh. good to be back talking ball with you, Bill. I enjoy it, JJ. You always bring a, a great perspective and, and uh, gets me thinking a lot. So I'm it's fun for me and I enjoy it. And like you said, it's a preseason game and I could have, we could have talked for probably another 20, 25 minutes and go on yep. for it, but I really enjoyed it. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next time and for the rest of the season. Football is back. And so are we here on the instant reaction podcast here on the Colts audio network. We will talk to you next week after the Colts face off with the Chicago bears for bill Brooks. I'm JJ Stankovitz. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next week here on the Colts audio network.